we are legends. In this 35th episode of We Are Legends, we have special guest Tech Paradox. Discuss Wonder Girl, get the news on the street, and reveal the winner of the Summer Games. So, Tech, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, and thanks for having me on the show. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. You, uh, you seem to be really helpful in the community, you know, with your one-stops and everything. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. I, I do try to help out as best I can with everybody. I may not be the most vocal guy out there, but I, I like to think I'm contributing something useful. Right on. You're active in Discord, so, uh, you know, your Reddit presence is already known. It's, it's good to be known, although sometimes it's infamy is not a good thing, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where does your uh, username come from? Uh, that actually stems from back when I was in college, uh, back in the day when they actually chiseled stuff into stone tablets. Uh, uh, I was ranting with some friends about how there were users in the computer labs that were basically the walking epitome of Clark's Law. You know, the machines were effectively magic to them because they were a sufficiently advanced technology. And that's sort of the paradox of technology in my mind. With all the advanced stuff that we have created over the years, you'd think people would be smarter and smarter about tech. And it turns out there's a lot more people out there that are more like the Packlids from Star Trek. They, they just want to know, and you do it for them. So that's, that's the tech paradox. The, the more technology we have, the less people seem to know about it. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. And uh, how long have you been playing? <laughs> I, I've actually been in the game since it was in beta. Um, since I play on Android, I sideloaded in the APK about a month before the global release i think it was a canadian version that got out in the wild so i figured what the heck i'm going to give this a try if i can get in on it early sweet and uh, so i did but i was still new to the concept of the game so i hadn't played much things like you know star wars galaxy heroes and things like that so i really didn't get the importance of like gearing up your tunes at the start or how pvp would play into you getting new characters so even though i kind of had a head start I really didn't have a huge advantage because I spent the first few months just pumping my characters up in levels, and I didn't realize that they were still weak as kittens. Nope. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's what every new kind of struggles with. But, you know, you, you kind of pick it up as you go along. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot more resources out there now for people to, that are just getting into the game. So e- even if somebody was to pick it up now, it would be a lot easier for them to dive in. Despite having a smaller roster, they could get up and get moving quicker. Right. Do you have any um, favorite characters you like to play with? Um, right now, as far as like character design, the one I really love is Constantine, but he's so low power right now, I don't get to use him a lot. And I would really love it if they'd give us a sale for him, because I really want to get him past L1. <laughs> WB, give us a sale, please. Yeah, <laughs> please, please. Was he a paywall character? I can't remember, or the freebie. He was the paywall. Okay, he was one of the two paywalls that month, because they had the, the three three characters that month. And where, yeah. uh, if you want us to edit this out, um, just let us know. But weren't you a moderator at some point? Uh, no, actually, I've never been a moderator on the Reddit. I've never been a moderator on Discord. And people keep popping up and asking me, hey, can you change this person's name on Discord? Can you change that person's name on Discord? Can you give somebody access to this or that? I don't have that ability. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's honoring that they think I do. But I, 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 That was the common <laughs> consensus because I everybody thought you were 
uh, a yeah. mod or something for some. No, reason. no, yeah, I, I, I have no power here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, yeah, yeah, no, but people hit me up. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I would if I could, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what does the uh, one one stop post come from? I guess that's what you're famous for. Yeah, yeah. Well, that stems from my actual real time job because uh, I work in tech and network support. And part of what I do is I do documentation for reference purposes for stuff that we roll out to everybody. And one of the things that drives me up the wall is people asking the same questions over and over and over. I mean, I, I don't mind people asking questions, but when I answer the same same thing like 10 different times, it gets a little arduous. So um, when we see people popping up in the Reddit asking, you know, hey, what are the challenges for the month? Or who's the oh, new hero? Or yeah. who's the freebie? Who's the paywall? That just drove me up the wall because it's like the information's right there over at WB's forum. Go look. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, people yeah. still post those questions, but, you know, you, you're helping. You're doing a service for us anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people are just kind of adverse to looking for it. So I just said, you know, screw this. I'm just going to stick all this in one post and hopefully people will look there so they'll stop cluttering it up. Right. So, you know, it, it seems to have worked. I mean, there's there's fewer posts than there used to be. And, you know, it doesn't take that long for you to do it once WB actually decides to grace us with that info. It's just a matter of catching it as soon as it drops. And that usually ends up right in the middle of my commute home. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I've, I've done Reddit posts from my car on the drive before, but the one-stop post takes a little bit more effort than that. I mean, uh, they always dangerous. seem to do the release the new information the minute I'm in the middle of something super busy at work or something. And then I see all the posts blowing up and getting tagged. People asking, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I'm like, damn it. I want to read it so bad. And I'm always yeah. so busy. <laughs> yeah. Like, always at the yeah. worst possible time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I could potentially pull it up while driving, but I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, besides a Constantine sale, any, anything you'd like to see in the game? Um, if I had my options, I would like to see some other oddball characters. I mean, everybody's talked about like, you know, they want Larflees in the game or they want Atrocitus and Dexstar, which don't get me wrong. I'd I'd love to have the Rage Kitty in the game. Um, I would really like to see Plastic Man in the game. Oh, yes. I I think he would be great as far as like his shapeshifting goes. And I think they could throw in a new ability with him, like a damage reflection type thing. Like whatever you hit him with, if they, if you level it up, he can bounce some of it back against the person attacking him. Yeah. I've always wanted something cool like that. I think he'd be the most broken tune in the game. Yeah. I would like to see it for passives. So characters, because right now we're, we're, especially with wonder girl out, we're seeing so many passives that are very dangerous and, it would just be one of those static things no matter when it happened, whether, whether it's on a turn or out a turn. If you do damage to him, damage goes back to you. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I think oh. that would be really cool. Uh, I don't know how they'd work it out with the way passives trigger versus you know, active versus passive skills, what, what trips them off. But yeah, I think that would be great. With the uh, mana shift, have you, ever, have you had a chance to play with uh, Wonder Girl yet? I have a little bit. Um, usually, I'm I'm not really oh, the whale type. I don't dump buckets of money into the game, but I do occasionally buy in on the sales. So I had some gems, and I went ahead and speed leveled her up to seventy. And I really like her kit so far. I think she's definitely going to provide for a shift in the meta. Uh, the way her passive triggers like crazy off of some of the meta tunes right now really can shift things up. And quite honestly, anybody who brings a clay face into a fight with her deserves what they get. Right. <laughs> I'm so sick of seeing him around everywhere and the, the invisible Robin teams. Like, this, she's a godsend. <laughs> Definitely. 
Yeah, Starfire got rid of the invisible teams a little bit, but Clayface was still around, and now she she's completely changed it. Right. Definitely. So I, think, I think people are kind of scrambling right now. They're kind of like, oh, uh, how do I counter this? They're kind of everyone's kind of conditioned to think a certain way in PvP right now. So we'll give it a few weeks for everything to cool down and figure out. Yeah, I always like when is. a really new, powerful meta shifting character comes in. Your defense log suddenly gets fantastic for a little while, and so uh-huh. they leveled up. Wonder Girl, I leveled up a few days later than usual, but um, now it's just she's just dominating everything, and she's tough <laughs> to face. She's not easy. Yeah, everyone's kind of freaking out, and I'm I'm really glad that I managed to uh, take take on uh, World's Finest before she uh, came on the scene because my teams rely so heavily on buffs. It's not even funny. So I'm I'm really glad for that. And while you mentioned Honestly, that, that, congratulations on the World Finest. Thank you. And another owl take it. We're just yeah. We're just rocking him. We may have another one this week. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm cheering on CR7 from uh, from the uh, sidelines. But uh, I'm glad we'll, we're seeing owls in the top ten spots every week. Um, I wanted to mention though that the the climb to world's finest wasn't that bad because I was I had the luxury of having low powered um, characters to take on these 20-point matches and kind of exploiting the uh, flaws in PvP. and But now that Wonder Girl is kind of <laughs> slapping my teams around, I might have to actually gear out my tombs, like actually max them out, finally. So I'm not going to be able to exploit that trick anymore. Um, Tech, I know you were, a, you were very passionate about um, getting a new PvP system in the game. Could you explain to us how your ideas would work out? Yeah, sure. Because actually this kind of ties in with something you had mentioned in the subreddit about how uh, things had shifted for your team because your power level had crept up just far enough that your points were no longer in that 20 point per match range. Nope. <laughs> and you're crying yeah. me a river. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come to the, the, the rest of the end game. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen a 20 point in my rock, racks in I don't know how long. <laughs> Oh geez. Yeah, uh, and so part of the problem with that was, yeah, you know, like uh, up to this point, the meta had kind of stagnated around certain groups of the tunes because you had like your Batgirl evasion teams and the Constantine debuff teams, or you'd see like a leader like Steppenwolf and Clayface with another hitter and an assist along with that, and then you know uh, other people would focus on specific stuff, and it, it just kind of fell down into this one spot, and that's where we were. And that always just forced you to bring a counter-specific team. So just things would be the same matches over and over. And on top of that, the scoring would limit your team compositions. Uh, right. So, yeah, I think that the, the new changes with um, Wonder Girl and Gigant are definitely going to shake that up. But the scoring is still a problem. And it's mainly a problem for the people who have progressed in leveling their tunes. Because, like I said, you, you don't see the 20-point matches once you get to a certain level. You don't, you're, you're lucky if you see a 14-point match. I'm most excited of my, for a 9. So. Yeah, but most of my racks are 3 to three to 6 and 6 to 9 these days. And occasionally I see a 14. And when I see that 14, I know, ooh, that's going to be a rough one for me. Because, I mean, even though I got a bunch of them at level 70 and gear 11, it's going to be tough. So the, the scoring is part of the problem there. And that three-tier score system that they put in there, that was just a solution to kind of deter the Deathstroke Baby Lobo problem back in the day. And while it did somewhat, people just didn't care. They're like, oh, screw it, I'll take the lower win because even though they're running with a low-powered team, they're still getting you know eight to 
plus points out of it when they would win against a 20 point team. Well, when that first came out, I was super excited for it, but, and I beat this drum quite a few times is that I just, the spreads weren't good enough. It was supposed originally, I thought it was going to be a bigger point spread from three star to one star, which would have made it a little more attractive. And then Mm -hmm. because there's such a disadvantage to having a geared out roster, with points that it's, you know, as you're saying, it just doesn't, it, it penalizes you for spending a fortune. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the loss of those points, it prevents you from bringing other stuff into the game. It's like the ones that rely on the death mechanics, you know, Jessica and Constantine and Swamp Thing and Doomsday and Grundy. If you, one of them drops, then you're losing points right there, even if they come back. Now, to me, you know, obviously they're not going to change that back. I mean, they've whacked Deathstroke and Lobo with the Nerf bat, but they're not going to change the scoring system. And that disparity between what the players, like the lower-powered teams versus the higher-powered teams, get, it really messes things up. So I would advocate a sort of a flat scoring system like they do with the Blitz events. Just go with the normal 3-6-9 for your basic points. Now, that may seem a little unfair to the lower-end players as they get less for beating the higher-powered teams. But at the same time, people with the monster-geared teams aren't going to be getting much, if anything, on defensive wins, and they're going to be dropping points against the other monsters anyway. So it'll all even out in the end, and it caters less to buying your way to victory. And going along with that, I would advocate a switch to a last man standing. And somebody else had mentioned this before, and it really resonated with me, because what you would do is switch to where it would count the points based on the number of team members that are alive at the end of the match, not how many died during it. So that way, if Swamp Thing brings your whole team back and you can still win with that, it's going to count towards your total score. And that totally re-enables having Jessica Cruz teams and Swamp Thing and bring along Constantine to uh, score off of the deaths of everybody else and still have Swamp Thing bring everybody back. And then in addition to that to make it a little bit sweeter for being able to win without anybody dying, they give a flawless victory bonus. So they tack on an additional point, like another another three points. So you get like a max of 12 out of it, potentially, if everybody stays alive through the whole thing. Oh, I like that. That's a good Uh, idea. Yeah, so you have an incentive to try to keep everyone alive anyway. You don't want to throw someone under the bus just to buff up Constantine or Jessica. Exactly, yeah. It still makes the res teams viable, but it encourages you not to rely on that too heavily. So that way you can still potentially get decent points out of it. Uh, And if you keep everybody alive, then you're rocking up the charts. And even if you don't keep everybody alive, if you can bring everybody back, you're still winning. Yeah, I've gone into into discussions with people, like a couple guys in my alliance or Duloth even. You know, they don't believe in the viability of Jessica Cruz. I'm like, dude, she's awesome. She kicked butt. She can ramp up to starfire levels and, you know, AOE everyone to death. They're like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I'm trying to get three stars and da 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 And everyone's so focused on getting the three stars that they don't want to use. It really limits team building. Well, yeah. but it really matters when you're only getting three to six points. You can't afford to drop to three points because it's, it, it's if, you lose, if you accidentally lose more than one, it's such a big difference. Right. Yeah, you you definitely take a hit. So yeah, if you could bring everybody back, then you know that'd be great. One other suggestion right. that is out there that I like, if they don't want to change the points, 
um, to the static system, which I think everybody kind of agree. It seems like the majority of the population, I'm sure there's some out there that disagree, but it seems like the majority of the population are okay with that static system. Um, they seem okay with it in the all the other tournaments. So it, I think most people would probably be okay with that shift and be an easy shift for them to make since it's already in existence, um, but would be to bring back the old defensive wins. So that way, if you have a super-powered roster and you can have uh, a strong defensive log, then you you get an advantage for winning those matches because right now you get so little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, have I follow a that. Star system basically three, six, or nine depending. If you kill their whole team, you get nine. If you <laughs> actually, I doubt that'd be too much work. But let's say if you lose a character, you get three points. But yeah, I like that idea. I hope uh, WB listens in. They're like, oh yeah, this is a really intelligent idea, and then implement it next month. <laughs> <laughs> we can dream, right? Keep dreaming. That's what keeps hope alive. I've only right. I've only brought this topic up like every other podcast for a little while now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you if you yell hard enough, they'll go listen. That's <laughs> my that my my uh my rage towards the gearing system, the up up and yeah. away quest that I can't get uh, legendary missions because I'm r- running out of characters. Yeah, you're the you're the one out of five billion people who play who this affects. <laughs> yeah, they're never going to fix it. They're like, okay, two people. Uh, only, only two people that I know so far that it affects me and Alexi. So, yeah. Meanwhile, really? I, I'm grinding those events, just praying for more drops. <laughs> and now let's enter the arena for our Mystic Blitz Gem Blitz that ended last Sunday. The world's finest was New Bounty Hunter with 3,549 points. The top 10 cutoff was 1,998 points, top 35 cutoff 1,152 points, and the top 100 cutoff 909 points. For the Wraith Arena, for Dr. Poison, the world's finest was our very own Kage Yufuru. With 5,210 points, the top 35 cutoff was 2,850 points, and the top 100 cover cutoff was 2,562 points. The top alliances for the week was the Champions of the Amazons with 75,403 points. Top 10 cutoff was 49,569 points, and we're going to start tracking the top 100 cutoff, which was 26,067 points. Congratulations to all the top. So the finalists for the Summer Games are... Dante's Peak, yo. DC Pamela and M4YE3? <laughs> I never remember his damn name. I'm not even going to edit that out. <laughs> you want to you want to go through that again? No, I'm going to I'm going to just leave that. I'll just snip the end. <laughs> and the winner is DC Pamela. Now I know some people are going to say that you weren't real impressed because you she was using revivers, but you have to remember that when you watch this video, and I included a link in the show, she only had one revive out of the whole thing. So for a 13k team, and I know it's Constantine, he's pretty strong, to be able to beat a Superman team, that was pretty impressive to me. And there was actually, I think, a, an affinity disadvantage through a lot of it as well. So it's that was a pretty impressive video. Um, the other two were very close contenders. We had a heated debate about it. Me and Kage almost no longer became friends, but um, it worked out. Okay, all right, all right, Pamela. So uh, just uh, email us, and we'll send you a gift card. And um, if you're in Croatia and you can't accept the card, that's okay. 
We'll donate it to Reddit. <laughs> That's the real reason you won. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And we wanted to remind everyone that we will be having our great crossover episodes with the Oddsmen on Sunday the 22nd. We'll probably be airing sometime around 10.30 a.m., 10, between 10 and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We will have this live on, live on Discord, and then the regular version will be released probably within the next couple days afterwards. So stay tuned for that. More information can be found on Reddit, and we'll also be releasing more information before the great crossover episode. All right, thanks. Thanks for coming on, Tech. We really appreciate it. And uh, Thanks for having me on the show. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Look forward to having you on again. Uh, I would definitely be uh, happy to come back anytime. Awesome. All right, guys. All right. See you. All right. Thanks. If you like the show, consider becoming a patron and get a special show each month, our special Q&A episode. It's only a dollar to have access to this. Check it out at patreon.com. We are our legends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You're not going to say anything? We are legends.